get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alongside former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Excited for this one. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. We are happy to be joined by former Mizzou and NBA basketball player Keon Dooling here on Rivers and BK. Keon, how are you doing today, man? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you on the show. So, Keon, it's been a weird time for all of us right now. What have you been up to to kind of pass some of this time right now? Well, you know, I've, uh, you know, I think I got a master's in homeschooling, uh, just being able to, you know, be there with my kids and keep them on task. Um, you know, my chef skills have gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a little bit difficult, you know, as far as what I do going out and motivational speaking and touching the people, not being able to do that physically, but it's making me be creative virtually. All right, Keon. So you talk about improving your chef skills, right? And, and yes, now yes. during this quarantine, I've been trying to do the same, but I'm, I like try to be the grill master. Are you into grilling at all? Yeah, man, you got to put some meat on the grill from time to time. You know, uh, my breakfast game and my grill game has definitely stepped up. Okay, perfect then. So this is a great question for you is what is the what is your favorite thing to grill that you are just like every time you're like, I knocked it out of the park. It's incredible. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, the chicken is pretty easy, but look, let me tell you, my ribeye. Oh, my goodness. Solid. <laughs> Now, what are we cooking the ribeye? Are we going, like, medium rare? Are we going full rare? No, no, we don't do rare. We do medium well. You know, that's that's, that's kind of my temperature. I think we can make that work. I think we can make that work. We're talking with Keon Dooling. He's a former Mizzou and NBA basketball player here on 101 ESPN. Keon, what's going to be on the grill this weekend? It's Memorial Day weekend. That's typically a big uh, weekend for the grilling. What are you working on this weekend? Yeah, we'll do the basics. You know, we'll do some chicken, we'll do some some steaks, and we'll probably do some, like, hot dogs and sausages. You know, just keep it real simple. All right, so I, I feel this reluctance from you to kind of bring me inside your cookbook because you're just telling me, you know, chicken, we do a ribeye. I, man, I want to know if you're doing a dry rub. Are we marinating this? Is there any special yeah. techniques? Like, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to up my game, and i got to learn from people like you. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm in my infant stages, you know, of my <laughs> chef master on the grill, but I like to marinate mine. I like I like I like that flavor, right? But I don't want it so wet that it's like dripping into the uh the charcoal. So, you know, I'll let it marinate for, you know, usually overnight and then I'll just slap them bad boys on there, get that temperature right and just let them go on and, you know, uh get to perfection. So, Keon, one thing we've been doing to pass the time here on the show is watching The Last Dance, of course, the documentary on the 90s Bulls that's been taking place over the last five weeks. Uh, first of all, have you been watching that documentary? And you played in the early 2000s in the NBA, so you were right after Michael retired for the first time, and then you got to see him with the Wizards. But what's been your biggest takeaway from it? 
Well, it's like a time capsule of my life. You know, um, I could just remember, you know, him losing to Detroit. Um, I can remember, you know, that first championship. I can remember the shoulder struggle. So it's really like a sound, like a capsule, a time capsule of my life. I can really, like, kind of go back to where I was during those times and where I was watching the games and who I was watching it with. Um, it really brings back a lot of positive memories and a, <clears throat> and a big part of my inspiration for playing basketball. Now, as you watch the documentary, and yeah, you came in on the heels of Michael's performance with the Bulls, and certainly Michael was going to come back and play with the Wizards, but there has to be, you know, people talk around the league, right? And you get to know people who played with Michael, maybe against him at the time. Is there anything that surprised you throughout this documentary that you were like, wow, I really just had no idea about blank when it comes to Michael Jordan? Well, <clears throat> No, I think, you know, man, his legend, you know, um, is, is everybody knows about it. Um, you know, he's still super competitive. He's still holding on to some of those competitive edges. So I thought that was probably the most, you know, um, surprising thing is that he still, those, 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 um, edges are still like current for him that he hadn't really let go of some of those, you know, some of those grudges. Now, Keon, the, the question that we obviously get into after this of watching the documentary is, well, is Michael the greatest player to ever play the game? Now, I'd be curious to bring you in on the conversation. I'm a LeBron guy. I'm also a oh. young guy. I'm 27 years old, so I didn't get to watch most of Michael's career live, obviously. Keon, in your opinion, and just to kind of throw it out there, where do you fall on this conversation of the Michael versus LeBron argument? Well, you know, look, I, I'm so blessed, man. I had a chance to play against MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. I think they're all unique and great in their own ways. Um, but if I had to rank them, I would say MJ1, LBJ2, and then I put Kobe right behind them as far as small players in the history of the game. Um, as far as, like, the greatest of all time, I'll still say Mike is the greatest of all time. However, I think, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar doesn't get, you know, a lot of the recognition, um, you know, that he, he deserves. So I think he's in that top top three, top four, if not number one as well. What made it so difficult for you to go up against Kobe? I mean, you were you were in the league in the midst of Kobe's prime. What was so difficult about him to go up against? Well, Kobe was super skilled. I mean, he had the uh, like the triple threat ability like MJ, but he also had that new age game where he could put the ball on the floor and hezo and crossover and those things. He was super competitive, but one of the things I think that's surprising about Kobe that most people don't know is that how strong he was. I mean, if he held you off or if he put you on his hip, like you could not move. He was extremely Hercules. <laughs> We're talking with former NBA and Mizzou basketball player Keon Dueling here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Now, Keon, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on right now is because there's a whole lot of people de dealing with a whole lot of crap right now. It's it's difficult out there for them, and you're doing a lot of the motivational speaking, as you kind of mentioned. How do people stay up in a time like this when everything seems to be going so poorly for a lot of people? Yeah, man, it's tough times. I mean, there's financial ramifications, there's health ramifications, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of uncertainty. So I think the first thing you have to do is embrace where we are. This is a unique time. This is a time that, you know, our country, most people live in, have not gone through and experienced something like this. And so, one, just giving that attention and saying, hey, this is a, you know, tough time. What will I do? Um, I think it's very important to build a routine, you know, get some type of normalcy. I think, you know, your your holistic health is important, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. Um, and then also I think it's a time to get creative, you know, get in tune with your finances, get in tune with your family, um, and really do, you know, like a, do an internal uh, look of yourself. Now, 
Keon, we, we're talking, obviously, every day. We're talking about Major League Baseball, NHL, and the NFL. How all this is going to look when it comes back. If we're to isolate the NBA, uh, we've heard rumblings of you know Orlando being a hub city for you know them to finish it out here. What, in your opinion, what are the biggest obstacles that basketball is going to have? Because you know I've talked about it with hockey. Uh, that being my background, where there's physical contact all the time, and I always say, you know what? There's an awful lot of physical contact in basketball too. So, in your opinion, what's one of the biggest obstacles they're going to have to get back on the court? Well, you know, it's still a lot of unknowns, right? Um, you know, uh, testing obviously is, is an issue if somebody's not necessarily showing symptoms, you know what I mean? You don't necessarily know how that goes. Um, however, I just, you know, I have a lot of confidence in our NBA infrastructure. Adam Silver and Michelle Roberts, they will do everything in their power to make sure that the players are as safe as possible. Um, but I also think it's opportunities in chaos, you know, and sports is a big part of our culture here. It brings people together. It unites people. It entertains people. It, uh, you know, gives people an opportunity to earn. And so I'm, I'm very, you know, optimistic that, you know, we can, um, you know, put together a good product. Uh, another concern that I have is the conditioning of the players, not only, you know, um, the safety of them around the uh, coronavirus, but also the conditioning. You know, basketball is one of those sports where you can't just go for a jog or you can't just be on a treadmill and be physically, you know, able to perform. And so health-wise, you know, I hope we don't, you know, have any, you know, serious injuries, et cetera, you know, what guys trying to cram and come back and get themselves in shape. We're talking with Keon Dooling, former Mizzou and NBA basketball player here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. All right, Keon, I want to go back to your days at Mizzou, if you don't mind. Uh, you were there for the transition from Norm Stewart into mm-hmm. Quinn Snyder. I'd, I'd like to ask you first about Norm. You were there at the very end. Do you have any good stories of Norm Stewart? Do you have one that you'd like to tell our audience today, one of your favorites? Well, yeah, ma'am. I mean, Norm was like a legend. You know, and he just was a real um, charismatic guy, tough guy. You know, I think he really embodied, you know, that Midwestern spirit. Um, But I remember, like, vividly one time we were, my freshman year, we were in um, Kansas, and we were putting it to him, right? And we were going to win in Allen Fieldhouse, and Norm called a timeout. And he he said, damn it, guys. You know, no celebrating on this court. Act like you've done it before. And then when we get to that locker room, we're going to let loose. And so, yeah, we all kept our composure after beating um, KU in their building. And I just remember him coming in that locker room and just saying, yeah, like just (laughs) celebrating. It was, you know, at his age. Um, to have that kind of passion and excitement, it was, uh, it was a great moment. And then your final season was the first year of Quinn Snyder at Mizzou. Obviously, we know how that finished, but you were there at the front end when everybody was thrilled about the fact that Quinn Snyder was going to be the next coach at the University of Missouri. What, w- what was that year like for you? I mean, you were there the first year with Kareem Rush as well. What was that year like? Well, it was tough. You know, Kareem, I think, missed like 14 games, 13, 14 games mm-hmm. that year due, due to a suspension. So um, we were down a man. But he got so much better, you know, during that suspension time. He really worked on his game. But um, I just remember Quinn just having all this energy, being super smart, super charismatic. Um, but he was a great teacher. He is a great teacher. You know, um, he changed my jump shot, which really served me well. He stopped making me jump so high on it and let me shoot a set shot. Um, you know, the way that he broke down the game and taught moves and combinations, I think, was second to none. And so I'm very thankful that I had an opportunity to not only play for Norm, but also to get a young Quinn Snyder.
He's Keon Dooling. He's a former Mizzou and NBA basketball player. You can give him a follow on Twitter. You should give him a follow there, at Keon underscore Dooling. He's now the NBPA wellness coordinator as well. Keon, we wish you all the best, man. Thanks so much for giving us a little bit of time today. No doubt, Philo. You, you guys be well, be safe, and keep doing what you do. Absolutely. That's Keon Dooling joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Jamie, I don't know how much you know about Keon's story, but he's overcome a lot of things in his life. He's written about it. He's talked about it publicly. If we had more time, we were doing a podcast instead of a radio interview. I I certainly would have dove into some of that. But um, to be able to be where he is today from where he once was is pretty remarkable. So I'm glad we had the opportunity to talk with him today. And any time that I get an opportunity to hear stories about Norm Stewart, I will take that opportunity. With Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line to get involved in the show. Questions and answers is next.